broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey there, this is Chattanooga Business Radio. My name is Brian Joyce, and I will be the host of today's show, and I will be talking with two leaders from the business community here locally in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Alabama. The first will be Robbie Hillis. Robbie Hillis is the CEO of a startup out of Florence, Alabama, called the Arc Labs. And we're going to be talking with Robbie here in just a second. And the second business leader I'll be talking with today is Paul Gifford. Paul is the Director of Research and Development for the Mueller Company. And the Mueller Company is just one company that works with the Arc Labs. So I look forward to talking with Paul as well. First, we're going to start off with Robbie Hillis. Again, Robbie is the CEO of a startup out of Florence, Alabama called the Arc Labs, and the Arc Labs works in water technology. Robbie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Water technology. So explain to anybody who maybe does not know exactly what that entails. What does that entail? Well, that's a, a really broad term, as you can imagine. And what, what that term is coming to encompass is any thing that we can wrap today's technology around our existing water infrastructure, existing water uh, or plumbing systems within our residential houses. There, there has been some technology added to that world on the uh, uh, sewer treatment side of things, mm-hmm. on the street side, the utility side, but it's still very, very original plumbing systems when we get inside the house and inside the home. And so that's where we are hoping to help disrupt the plumbing world by adding some technology. Mm-hmm. So specifically, it would be water usage is what you specialize in. Well, that's it. We're looking at water consumption, water mm-hmm. usage, and, and most importantly, the inefficiency that exists in homes and in apartments and in hotels. The EPA estimates that the average home leaks about 10,000 gallons a year. And you don't even know that. Right. Because it's your toilet that might have a flap that needs to be replaced. Mm -hmm. It's a drippy faucet. Mm -hmm. Or, as in my case, our two-year-old daughter left on a faucet. It ran for about 14 hours in a downstairs basement bathroom. We didn't know it, but it wasn't a catastrophic type of leak in the piping system. Or I didn't have to mop anything up. It went straight down the drain. Well, you know, it's interesting you say this. Uh, The... the, the experience I would have with this is I remember there was one time last summer I was doing some yard work and I have the garden hose on and I'm trimming some hedges. And uh, two weeks later, I go back to do some more yard work and I realize I've left the garden hose on for two weeks. <laughs> so I think this probably happens to a lot of people. It does. And, and, and the, the joke around our office now is that if I had a penny for every time I've heard a story like that, I wouldn't have to invent this device. Right, right. Uh, you know, it's, it, it affects either you or someone you know whether or not it's something as simple as that, or in the case of some of my family members, a $90,000 bill to repair two levels of their floor and three weeks later living in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So the insurance industry pays out about $5 billion annually in claims due to water damage. So there's two sides of that side. You know, hey, I left the hose on and it probably leaked a little bit or right. you know, dripped a little bit. And we need to address that. But also the other side of it is, is my entire kitchen flooded. Or mm. basement flooded because right. of pipe busted, faulty plumbing, or just old worn out pipes, mm-hmm. or what have you. So there's tons of examples out there. So let's talk about the Arc Labs, and let's talk about uh, what kind of services you provide. I mean, obviously, you're trying to save people, whether it be homeowners, hotels, businesses like this. 
you're trying to save them some money. You're trying to save them some headaches. So what exactly is it that, that you do? What services can you provide? Well, we've invented a device called the ARC, and this device is going to monitor the flow of water. Let's talk about a residential home. So we're mm-hmm. going to install one of these devices in a home. It'll monitor that flow. What do we mean by monitor? Well, it'll learn your usage habits. So uh, we know how many times you use your dishwasher. Okay. We'll be able to tell that. And as we learn those patterns and those habits, because we all have them, I, I, I pretty much you, you know, use the dishwasher X amount of times per month, and we wash the same amount of clothes per month. So as we learn those, then the system can do some learning of that and thinking at that point to say, hey, we're interacting with the analytics server now. And it's saying, we think something's happening that shouldn't be happening right now based on Thursday morning at 10 Mm a.m. or Tuesday night at 2 a.m. Then it interacts with your phone and, and the mobile app that we've designed so that you can make a determination about whether or not that's normal usage or whether or not you need to cut the water off. So in the device, we've also packed it with a remote shutoff valve. So if you're away or in your, you're in a meeting, you can just simply click the alert. It'll send a command back to the device to shut the water off. So this is almost like the, uh, the mobile alerts that uh, banking companies, uh, credit card companies have come up with whenever they see irregular activity on a credit card or a debit card nowadays. I mean, back in the old days, that might be really bad news for you. Today, you can get an alert right on your smartphone. That's exactly right. It's, it's, some call it artificial intelligence. Some call it machine learning. I'm starting to lean toward predictive analytics. Mm-hmm. We can predict when your faucet needs to be replaced before you know it needs to be replaced. If it continuously is dripping, because guess what? You turn it off and you leave. Mm-hmm. You're about, you know, out cutting grass or, you know, running to the grocery store. It's still dripping. So we can then tell you, hey, there's something going on with that faucet. You then can make the determination of what you need to do with it. So how is it that you came up with the idea for the ARC? Is it the personal experiences, the anecdotal experiences we were talking about? Is this a field that you've always been in? It, it isn't. Um, it, it, it solely boiled down to the fact that when my, when my daughter left that water on for about 14 hours, I thought, surely there's a device out there that'll <laughs> prevent this from happening again. Because my first thought was, is, oh, goodness, what's our water bill going to be next month? And in, in, and in different parts of the country, in the Southeast, for example, our water bills aren't expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of the hindrances, I guess, or, or reservations that companies have had about going into this space is because, you know, the average bill in the Southeast is about 45 bucks a month. That same bill in, in the Southwest, though, might be $300 a month. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's differing sides of that. But, you know, I... I've done some renovations, done remodeling, flipped homes before. So I, I knew there had to be a device. So that's when I started searching and, and, and realized that there were some devices out there that were trying to tackle this issue, but most of it focused on the fact that I've got standing water on the floor. Right. My pipe or my hose going to the washing machine or to the dishwasher burst or busted or came loose and it's flooding, but none of it really focused on also the efficiency side. Mm-hmm. Some focus on the conservation efforts, and, and they feel like that if they give you the data that you took longer showers than everyone else in your utility uh, base or your, your metro area, that you're going to automatically just stop taking long showers. 
And I don't think that's a good approach for us because I, I joke about the fact that if you want to take a 40 minute shower after two hours worth of yard work, you're going to take a 40 minute shower. Mm -hmm. We're Americans and we're not going to change that behavior. Right. But if we're still leaking 10,000 gallons, we're really not helping ourselves out yet. So if we can stop that, we're looking at that being anywhere between four to five to 8% of your total water usage per year. So that's a big return on this investment. Absolutely. So you decided to take the leap. You decided to dip your toes in the water, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> but, um, what is it like? What was it like for you founding this startup? You have this startup called the Arc Labs. You have this app. You have this product called the Arc. Obviously, there's a lot of businessmen out there, especially young people, but also older businessmen who are looking to just branch out. They have their own idea. How did you make that leap? How did you find that process? Well, it, it, it's interesting because it, it is a big leap. Mm. And, you know, I, I looked at this as an opportunity. And not just a business opportunity, but as as we've gotten deeper into this, this could be the first step in, step in us helping create a sustainable America and helping us focus on a natural resource that we're not going to get any more of. So that's been part of our culture from the beginning as well, is that that twofold. And in fact, I'll, I'll touch on this now. We've, we've partnered with a nonprofit in, in Los Angeles called The Thirst Project. Mm -hmm. Their mission is to dig wells in Africa to provide clean drinking water, mm. which drastically reduces the amount of disease. So as part of our efforts and marketing efforts right now, and we've launched a Kickstarter program, we're going to give hopefully enough money this spring to the Thirst Project to actually dig a well in Africa. Sure. But then we're going to put one of our devices on that well so they can learn the usage habits and learn whether or not that well's not working, whether it's working correctly, how much water the village is consuming. Well, because so obviously it's, it's not only important to bring fresh water to a region of the world like that, it's very important to make sure they're not wasting any more than they can afford to waste. And interestingly enough, they, they would never waste. Well, sure. Because yep. they, they've ever, never had access to it, first off. But when you learn that the average adult in Swaziland, for example, consumes about 50 liters of water a week, mm. You use more water than that this morning in your shower. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it, that to me is an eye-opening thought. And that's been part of our approach from the beginning is it's about also creating a sustainable business that disrupts the plumbing industry potentially and disrupts, you know, homeowners and their, their way of going about their water consumption, but also helps provide water to folks who don't have it. Let's sort of expand on this, this idea of water usage. You were telling us a funny story became, uh, before we came live on the air here about the Army Corps of Engineers, and they had some concerns about the amount of time their guys were spending shaving. Is that right? And they, in Well, it's, it is. And it, it, as we get deeper into a lot of our meetings, it becomes an idea of how you can use this data and mm -hmm. how you can use this, quote, big data that everybody, you know, the term everybody's using to become smarter and more right. efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you look at a, there is a case study already out there for a big industrial type scenario like we're doing, but it's at Yankee stadium. Hmm. The first year it was installed year over year, it was like a 30% less consumption. Well, you imagine the amount of gallons at Yankee stadiums using, but that's that big data scenario that they said, wait, what can we do to become smarter and more efficient? So everyone we meet with, that's what it's boiling down to. In the hotel industry, they're talking about the fact that they could look at which level of uh, which floor within the hotel uses more water. 
are the washing machines the most efficient version of the washing machine that they have on every other floor? Or the, is the housekeeping staff using water efficiently to clean the rooms versus the other floors? The amount of analytics that could come out of this is staggering and stuff we haven't even thought about yet, but it's never been looked at because no one's monitoring water at that level. In residential homes across the country, it's a meter out at the street. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the exact number, but I bet more than 50% of the meters still aren't connected to the cloud. Maybe more than that. I don't know. Yeah. So at that point, then it's a typical person walking by, lifting up the lid, checking the amount of gallons, recording it in a handheld device, it going back. There's no analytics there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where we're moving to. You know, you look at the products like Nest thermostats, and there's a huge initiative called Rush Hour Metering for electricity and about 12 large utility companies are partnering with it. So Nest is part of that now. So as consumption or, or uh, peak at peak times of the day, say in Phoenix, when it's 120 degrees and, and the grid is being stressed, they can bring that Nest thermostat down to not be producing as much uh, power, or, you know, not consuming as much power in that household. I don't know that water will get there, but it, it, it could one day. We don't know yet. We don't know how bad this crisis is going to get in some areas. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, they are literally having brownouts where you don't get water to your house, but every other day right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you think we were immune from that in the States? I don't know. Well, speaking of that, obviously, uh, one of the hot topics in water usage today is what's going on in Flint, Michigan. Right. Now, I don't know how closely you're following that, uh, if that's really sort of bleeds into what you do, but do you have any thoughts on what's going on there? Because I, I think you're right. We are seeing some of these water crises right here in the United States. California has had a lot of difficulty with water. Um, I have no comment on Flint, Michigan. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm staying as far away from that as right. I can. Um, we're not getting into the quality of the water. There's other big companies that can do that. It boils down to whether or not that municipality wants to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But I think they're past the, the point of whether or not they should pay for it, obviously in Flint. Yeah. But I think you're going to find that there's other areas of the country that are experiencing the same type situations mm -hmm. and the residents just don't know it or they haven't paid attention to it. Um, but there's, you know, quality of water is an issue. And if you've noticed over the past two weeks, more and more municipalities or water providers are providing their public testing online, on their website, through email, so that the residents can see the quality levels and what's in that water. I, I know my local municipality did just that last week mm -hmm. and made those results public so that the, the, the consumers were aware of what's going on. So you founded this startup. It's called the Arc Labs. You're based in Florence, Alabama. Let's also talk about the Gig Tank. What did Gig Tank do for your company, Arc Labs? Well, it, it was an interesting scenario. I guess around March of last year, I was helping another local startup, uh, Lucy Beard with Feats, and they were getting ready to go to South by Southwest. And, and so I helped them with part of their presentation and helped get them, you know, get them ready to go. And she posted something about this gig tank thing. And I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll apply for this and see what happens. And so I uh, got a, a tremendous opportunity as we got accepted, one of, I think, 12 or 14 teams out of 170 that applied. And it, it's opened tremendous doors. Obviously, the folks at CoLab, uh, Mike Bradshaw, Alex Lavage, um, they, they brought us all in and they truly had an interest in our business succeeding. That's their goal. 
And, and you don't find that very often. Typically, it's that we're still that society where everything's about me, me, me. It's totally the opposite. And, and, and you know, each time I come back to Chattanooga still, those folks are mad as everything if I don't stop by and hang out with them for a little while and, and see them. You know, they, they truly want to be invested in our company. And, and there's no financial return for them directly. So mm-hmm. that's the interesting part. And so, you know, as we came to Chattanooga last summer, we had an opportunity to be around other teams. And, and, and that's another interesting part that people don't realize is, is part of that accelerator. One of the companies helping us, or one of the companies in the gig tank this past summer is now helping us do development for our software. Another company is, is potentially going to help us design the device and help put it together. So three or four of the teams together are still talking, still working together so that our products go across platforms or across business models. And we had the opportunity to, to meet some amazing companies that partnered with Gig Tank and, and helped get their expertise and their insight and their criticism because we needed to hear you know, what was wrong with our baby back in July or August and not wait till now. Talking here with Rob, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm talking here with Robbie Hillis. Robbie is the CEO of Arc Labs. That's a startup out of Florence, Alabama that he himself founded. And they specialize in water technology, water usage. Uh, Robbie, what else is happening in the world of water technology? I know you were mentioning uh, before we came live on the air here that uh, there is a big roundtable conference, I think, coming up in the next week or two at the White House. I think this is an issue that President Obama wants to address. Well, I think it is. And and just yesterday, for the first time ever, possibly, you know, you could say that the New Deal dealt directly with water because of the creation of TVA and the hydroelectric dam system to help control the flow of water. But for the first time ever, the White House is putting money directly into water technology. So President Obama announced yesterday that $300 million is coming directly from the White House. Now, water technology, as I said earlier, is a broad term. Uh, Some of that is going to focus on desalinization. Obviously, water quality in places like Flint, Michigan, are going to be important for that money to help go toward, whether it be an existing 100-year-old business or a startup that can help fulfill that need hopefully somebody can step up and, and help fill those gaps. So as a, as a parlay to that, then, yes, you're right. President Obama is focusing on water technology, and it's refreshing because it's, it's not been done before. And $300 million is a lot of money. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a small portion of the budget that just got released uh, this week, but still, it's a, it's a promising thing to see the fact that the White House is saying, yes, we need to do something and we're going to start spurring innovation. We're going to start uh, kickstarting innovation to, to go to market and help fund these things to help make water quality, water efficiency a, a topic. What's next for the ARC? How long ago is it that you that you founded the company and what's next? What's the next step? Well, we, we officially incorporated in, in July of 2015. So um, we are getting ready to do our beta test. And so we've partnered with Vision Hospitality Group in Chattanooga to test this in a hospitality type situation. We've also got a couple other beta situations uh, coming up that we'll be doing in in April. And then just continuing to find, you know, who the customer is. That's one of the hardest parts of your startup is, you know, who can't not write you a check for this device Mm -hmm. and or for your idea or for your product. And that's, that's still a moving target somewhat. Um, because it is such a new technology and a new space. Um, in fact, we, as we've tried to classify ourselves when it comes to 
some government you know numbers or government applications or government certifications we're sort of in a new territory and they've got like a catch-all you know sick code for you or whatever to stick you in um and so that says a lot about what we're doing but more importantly you know who the customer is going to be down the road we we're, we're still exploring that as we go Talking here once again with Robbie Hillis. Robbie is the CEO of the Arc Labs. That's a startup out of Florence, Alabama. And we are broadcasting live here from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. Robbie, I certainly appreciate your time. And before we do let you go, for any of our listeners here who would like to reach out to you, find out more about your startup, how can they reach you? Well, our website is thearclabs.com. You can also email us at info at thearclabs.com. And all of our other contact information is there, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that uh, social media contact information as well. Great conversation. Robbie, I wish you the best, and uh, please keep us updated. Absolutely. All right, Drew, I think why don't we take a short break here, and when we come back, I'm going to be talking with Paul Gifford. Paul is the Director of Research and Development with the Mueller Company, and that is one company that has been working with the Arc Lab, so we'll be right back. This is Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. This is Stacy Crisp with the Regis Business Center, nice. located downtown in the Talon Financial Center, where we provide flexible working solutions. Whether you need a private office, a virtual office, or use a meeting room, it's all on flexible terms, month to month or two years. <coughs> Call us at 423-617-6660. All right, we are back. This is Chattanooga Business Radio. My name is Brian Joyce, and we are broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. We were just talking there with Robbie Hillis, the CEO of the Arc Labs startup company that he founded out of Florence, Alabama. They specialize in water usage and water technology. We certainly appreciate Robbie's time. Again, folks, if you would like to check out more about the Arc Labs, just visit their website at www.thearclabs.com. And, of course, they're also on Twitter, and they're also on Facebook, so check them out there. Now I'd also like to talk with Paul Gifford. Paul is the Director of Research and Development at the Mueller Company. And, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, you are based right here in Chattanooga, correct? That's right. Okay. Now, your connection with the Arc Labs. Go ahead and talk about that. Well, about a year ago, the entrepreneur-in-residence at uh, the Gig Tank gave me a call and uh, he knew me from a connection of a connection of a connection, uh, knew I had something to do with water technology, and uh, asked me if I'd uh, like to mentor a, a startup company there, uh, introduced me to Robbie and a lot of other people at the Gig Tank, and that's how it started. And uh, Mueller Company has headquartered here in Chattanooga. We've been working, uh, developing water technology products for over 150 years, mm -hmm. and so you know, somebody came to me to tell me that there's somebody here in Chattanooga developing some new and interesting technology, interested from a lot of different levels. Sure, sure. Take a minute to expand on what it is that the Mueller Company uh, specializes in. I'm sure many businessmen are familiar with it, but uh, anybody who isn't, what kinds of products do you offer and what do you specialize in? Sure. So since the late 1800s, Mueller's been uh, developing uh, a water technology in uh, for the water distribution system, pretty much everything from water treatment, from where the water is treated to purify it to the water meter at your home. Uh, Mueller has at one time uh, made everything in there. The product that people are most familiar with, uh, we make fire hydrants. Uh, about half of the fire hydrants in the company, in the country, uh, were built by Mueller Company. Uh, but then we also do 
system leak detection. We do water quality monitoring. Mm-hmm. We, we do water metering. We make a lot of products that are underground that people don't see every day. So how does working with a company like Robbie Hillis's company, the Arc Labs, how does that help you at the Mueller company? Well, of course, in research and development, we're always looking for, for new technologies, new things to bring into the company. So from a company level, just seeing being exposed to Robbie's marketing expertise and just all the people and connections that he has around in the country, uh, I feel like I'm exposed to. And, uh, you know, every time I talk to Robbie, I learn something new about how people are using water and technology that they need. And I get to process how that would fit into into what Mueller is doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why would somebody else, uh, anybody listening to this broadcast right now, myself, why would we choose to work with the Arc Labs? I mean, I think you just addressed this, but um, go ahead and speak to that. Well, I I encourage every engineer that I meet in Chattanooga to get involved in the startup community here for you know two reasons. There's great personal development to see all sides of the business that you have to develop to do a startup company from the marketing and sales and product development. And uh, uh, that kind of broad exposure is wonderful uh, for engineers that are often kind of uh, narrow in scope in their jobs. Right. And then from a personal level, just making those connections and uh, and meeting interesting uh, people with with new ideas, uh, thinking about problems in different ways helps us to think of different ways to solve problems that we deal with in our own uh, in our own careers. It must be interesting to you sort of expanding on that as somebody who works with a company like Mueller that, as you say, has been around for a good 150 years. That's right. To see all of these startups that are developing, <clears throat> excuse me, in Chattanooga, and to see a lot of these new ideas that are sprouting up from the uh, the startup scene that we do have here, from your perspective, that must be very interesting to watch. And I can only imagine, you, you know, in a lot of cases, you're probably very eager to reach out to these guys, make contact with them, and see what kind of products they can offer. So absolutely, and not just products, but processes and uh, mindsets. So we've got a some focus on additive manufacturing here with uh, Feats doing 3D printed shoes uh, and a company doing 3D printed architecture. Well, additive manufacturing is very interesting to a company that is a large manufacturer. We have a foundry here in Chattanooga. Uh, we have been here since 1933 making iron castings. You know, how long will iron castings be the, the technology that people is, are right. using to make products? Right. So we, Paying attention to that and seeing how people are using these different technologies is really important to us. One of the ones that really blows my mind, you just mentioned 3D printing. That is just something to me that uh, as somebody who's outside of the business world that you're in, but um, every time that topic comes up, it just it really blows my mind. You, You sort of you think back to when you're a kid and you're watching futuristic movies and television programs and you think, when are we going to get this cool stuff like flying cars and hoverboards? And then you look at something like a 3D printer and you just say, my God, that's some pretty crazy stuff right there. And it gets a little crazier every day, you know, so staying on top of that technology and and talking to the people that are kind of on the leading edge of that is is important because yesterday's technology for 3D printing literally yesterday's technology will be obsolete in months. So you have to know what's coming along and where, you know, I have a free 3D printer in my office that we use for visual representation of things that we make. So I can show somebody what Mm -hmm. a part might look like and we can see how things might fit together. 
Well, today, people are printing tooling and actual production parts in 3D printing. That's my two-year-old 3D printer is way obsolete. Right. That must be, I, I always imagine to myself, that must be one of the biggest challenges to any successful businessman out there is just keeping up with the technology, in, in some cases, predicting it and knowing how to flow with it. And I think one of the best examples you always see is, say, Blockbuster Video, which is just this huge business uh, back in the 1990s. And they just, they never foresaw Netflix. They never foresaw the direction that the technology was going in. So if you can, again, speak to that. How do you and how does Mueller Company, what sort of effort do you make to to keep up with the changing technology and make sure that you're ahead of the times? Mm. I think it's really important for business leaders like myself to, to keep an open mind of what will be relevant and disruptive to our industry. Mueller's done a really good job of that for the last 150 years. That's why we're still here. That's why we're still a pretty good company. But a company like Blockbuster, they were making a lot of money, a lot of people coming into their stores. They're proud of their business model, too proud to let it go. Yeah. Right? So that's, uh, I have to, um, you know, watch these technologies and make sure I'm in communication with other leadership of the company and saying, and uh, 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 convincing them of what I believe might be disruptive, mm-hmm. and, uh, looking in different directions, uh, which is, the most fun part of my job. I just, I love looking and talking to people like Robbie and seeing what's right. going on out there and, and finding fits for that in my company. So how do you make that judgment call? Whether it be something like Facebook, Twitter, 3D printing, somebody like Robbie Hillis comes along, he has this app called The Arc. It seems to me there's, there's two directions you can go in. A lot of people will say, ah, that technology, that's, that's just a flash in the pan. It's going to be dead in two years. But then other times, if you can, like you say, foresee this, you know that this is going to be disruptive in your industry. You know that this is going to change the way you do things. Is it, is it difficult making that judgment call? I mean, sometimes are you wrong? Uh, of course. But uh, <laughs> I, w- I won't admit particular times that I'm wrong, but uh, sometimes we'll take a path in development that winds up not being, uh, uh, not being relevant or going away. We took a look at sometimes we still look at every few years alternate materials to replace uh, old brass parts that we make. We still have a, a brass foundry, but consumers and installers still like using those products. And since we've uh, uh, taken lead out of them, uh, people still appreciate the longevity of the material and the, the composites that have come along to try and replace those haven't quite gotten to the performance and uh, that people expect. So. That product's still going to be around for a while, but at, at a, there was a time when I developed a product line to replace our product line that we that never went into production. It's important for us to keep a focus on where our business lies. You know, we Mueller's focused on safety and efficiency and reliability of getting water from treatment to people's homes. So if a, if a product or a monitoring system or a technology is going to fit in that space uh, to make the distribution system better, then we take a serious look at it. Talking here once again with Paul Gifford. Paul is the Director of Research and Development with the Mueller Company right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we are broadcasting live right now from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. Now, Paul, according to your biography, you're originally from upstate New York. So what is it that brought you down to Chattanooga originally? Uh, well, right now, upstate New York's kind of buried in snow. Yes, it is. Uh, and I think that's, that's <laughs> the bottom line. We really got tired of shoveling and we came south. Uh, 
This well, is now, a, by Chattanooga standards, we're buried in snow right now, I, yeah, depending I, on who you talk to. Yeah, there's about a uh, 30th of an inch <laughs> of snow on the ground out there now. Um, but uh, we really love Chattanooga. Uh, my family and I lived here uh, about 10 years ago, and we moved away for a little while uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances, but we couldn't wait to get back here. Mm-hmm. And so now we're back. There's so much exciting stuff going on in Chattanooga with the startup community and just all the business development downtown, waterfront development, and uh, it's an exciting city to live in. It's a heck of a place to be right now, and I think if you already are here and you're already established and you have some contacts and connections, you know exciting new people to reach out to, I I think there really are a lot of exciting things going on. Absolutely. Once again, Paul Gifford, he is the Director of Research and Development with the Mueller Company right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, Paul, what's next for the Mueller Company and this relationship that you have with uh, Robbie and the Arc Labs? How do you see that developing? Well, I'm, of course, watching Robbie with uh, anxiously to see how this kind of new market approach uh, uh, takes off. That there, It is a parallel uh, market to where Mueller is. So it's technology that we could conceivably be interested in. And yet it's not exactly in our market space. So it's 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 a good place to watch the fringes of where Mueller Company is now. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, anybody listening to the show who would like to reach out to you directly and get more information about what you're doing at Mueller, go ahead and give that information. Uh, well, Mueller's website, MuellerCompany.com, is a great place to see uh, uh, new news of what Mueller is doing. A uh, good place to get in contact with our sales, marketing, engineering, anybody you need. Absolutely. Once again, you're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. And my guests here today have been Robbie Hillis. Robbie is the CEO of the Arc Lab startup that he founded out of Florence, Alabama, as well as Paul Gifford. Paul is the Director of Research and Development at the Mueller Company. And uh, Robbie, I'll bring you back into the conversation. Paul, I appreciate your time. I guess what is, what is, Robbie, if you want to comment, what's the next step for your business? Go ahead and give our listeners, once again, your information, how they would like to reach out for you, uh, to you. And if you have anything exciting coming up, how they can contact you. Well, once again, our contact information is on our website at thearclabs.com. And, and I think, you know, the next things for us are to, are to complete that beta test successfully gather as much data as we can and learn how people are consuming water, how apartments, how hotels, how office buildings are consuming that water, and then use that to make a better product and a better company. Absolutely. And I think that's where we're even going to use back to that big data and analytics. Um, We can make this product stronger and and quicker and better just by studying our own data. And so that's going to be a focus of our, our development early on in the process. Absolutely. And Paul Gifford from the Mueller Company, again, appreciate your time. Once again, uh, website, phone number, anybody who would like to reach out to you. Well, again, MuellerCompany.com. That takes some time. It's a big website. We've, in 150 years, we've built a lot of products and a lot of cool stuff that we're working on. Some uh, good technologies to look at. This is Chattanooga Business Radio, and my name has been Brian Joyce. It's been a pleasure speaking with Robbie Hillis, CEO of the Arc Labs out of Florence, Alabama, and Paul Gifford, with the Mueller Company in Chattanooga, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you. 